0: Well, I think a good comp for this, too, because I've struggled with my weight as well as I can sit here and say, but I want to avoid kale, and I want to avoid the treadmill, (laughs) and I want to avoid portion control. Okay, so you want to avoid all of the things that are going to help to fix the problem. And that doesn't mean that you can never have a cheat day. Well, I mean, you can't have them in relationships if you're going to be literal
1: about the whole thing. (laughs) Not that kind of cheat day. Exactly. Exactly. Honey, it was just a cheat day. (laughs) And being honest with yourself. In therapy, we say that in the client rights and responsibilities, to be as honest as you can. All
0: right, you Um, win. I'm I'm a fat ass and a horrible husband. Well, here it is, the year-end edition of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. That would be episode 82. It is going to be an episode like no other. And somewhat ironically, (laughs) we did a little something last week called Pandemic Whiplash and how here we are again, back in this world where we thought we were out, but they keep pulling us back in. (laughs) What happens since then? Courtney, maybe it would be best for you to describe. You haven't been on the radio show with me all week for the those people who tune in there. And right now, you're on the phone. What's up yeah. with that?
1: <laughs> I got whiplashed onto the telephone. <laughs> I'm like, what is up with this? So, not only with my other job that I do telehealth as a therapist, now I'm doing it with the telepodcast, I guess you could say. So, over the weekend, my husband develops cold symptoms. And so, of course, we got tested, but we did the rapid test. They came out negative for both of us. But the issue became getting a PCR test. So, first of all, it can be as people know frustrating to get the test in the first place because you know it's holiday time and omicron is on the rise so a lot of people are out there trying to get the test so he got the test on monday But when you go to the Department of Health for Rhode Island and you look on their website, it no longer takes a day or two. It's three to five days now to get your results back from the PCR. So, of course, a lot of us are in this boat where you're kind of stuck. So, because we're coming up on a vacation, I called Brian, I called our boss, and I was just concerned. I said, listen, he has all these symptoms. He's feeling okay, but he's got cold symptoms, which are the same symptoms as Omicron, because it's basically like cold symptoms. So, out of an abundance of caution. We just wanted to say, okay, we'll give him a chance to get the PCR test back and then I can get back in the studio. But of course, we're still waiting on the test. And so now it's toward the end of the week. So I've had to come in on a different shift and do production and all of that kind of stuff when other people were not around. So, just to be cautious, but this is what a lot of people are dealing with right now. It's so frustrating, and I feel so bad, Brian. You've been in the studio all week without help. Don't feel bad for me. Feel bad for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> the show has sucked without you. I will no, say, though, I'm sure it's fabulous. But it's a lot of work to do it on your own. And oh, I'm, very I'm glad fine. That you were able to get your wife in there today. Not that she can run the board, but
0: <laughs> it's not that much effort to make wise ass remarks, believe you me. But it really is a confluence of so many things, and it's a lot yeah. of little things turning into to a big thing, and the good news is you have been asymptomatic the entire time. Your husband has been feeling better, but we want to lead by example and say, usually, look, I'm double vaccinated. I've had my booster. You've had both vaccines. You're about to get your booster. Your husband has been doing everything right, and normally I've been very open-minded about, eh, just come in. We'll be fine. But when I saw everything that Omicron was shutting down over last weekend, and like you said, I do not want to spend my vacation in quarantine. I'll quarantine Mm -hmm. myself instead of coming in here. (laughs) But when it comes to my vacation, I don't get a ton of time off, so I said, let's just do the right thing, and better to be safe than sorry. And not only are we leading by example on the radio show, but also with our vast podcast audience as well. So bear with us. I know the audio isn't perfect, but look, it's the last one of the year, Courtney. We have next week off. I feel like it is our duty to deliver to the people.
1: Absolutely. That's the thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to call in. We do not want to miss out on this and we don't want to go two weeks without the podcast. But again, this shines a light on the fact that everyone is going through something with this. Thank goodness I'm not sick. And so far Mike's been feeling better and doing well. So we're hoping for a negative on his PCR. But this is just what everybody's been dealing with all over the world. And And just so so everybody
0: knows, you are six feet away from your phone. I'm six feet away from the microphone. (laughs) And I have a prophylactic over my head. I'm like Howie Mandela over here. Brian is very, very cautious. And uh, yes, he's a safety first, always. (laughs) You might say borderline hypochondriac here. But anyway, we're going to pick up where we left off a couple of weeks ago. I had found this article that I thought encapsulated every single thing that we try to do here, which is for people who may be tuning in for the first time, you have been a therapist for a very long time. I have been a patient for a long time. And what we wanted to do was to dispel some of the myths of therapy and present both sides of the equation, bring in a topic, here's how the therapist approaches it, here's how the patient approaches it, here's how we work together. So where do you want to start? Because we had already covered a certain portion of the article, but there's a lot left, a lot of meat left on that bone. Where are we picking up this week?
1: Right. Well, one thing I wanted to mention, just because it's timely and that I'm on the phone right now, not to be afraid of telehealth because people have told me, like, oh, I would want to get therapy, but I want it to be face-to-face. And so because this is a very stressful time, I'm trying to really help people with opening their minds to the fact that telehealth can be very helpful, and that can be the way to kind of bridge that gap so that they can feel that connection and also start to work on some of their issues. But like I said, I know a lot of people are saying, nope, nope, I only want to be seen in person. But let me tell you, I've had a lot of clients who at the beginning of this, I told them, okay, we're going to switch to telehealth, which means some people on the phone, some people I do over Zoom, and they were very resistant, and they said, nope, this will never work. I don't want to do this. Now, a year plus later, most of them are saying to me, "Um, I don't think I ever want to come back into the office um, (laughs) because it's so convenient and because they're getting the same benefit from it, even though they're not coming into the office. And so I just wanted to mention that, because I know that is a barrier for some people that they don't think it would work having therapy over the phone or over Zoom. And I just want to encourage people that if you just try it, maybe try a session or two and see how you feel, you may overcome that because people are telling me, hey, I don't have to sit in the waiting room. I don't have to deal with traffic. I can just cut right to the chase. I can be in my house and be comfortable. And it really has been helpful. So that's one of the things that I wanted to kind of shine a light on, because I think it's important to get that help and to really not let that be the barrier to getting help.
0: Now, another thing where there is a benefit to you as a therapist, because we like to present both sides, in the past, when someone suddenly doesn't show up to an appointment, you're like, what the H? But now you have the ability to pick up the phone and say, hey, let's just do
1: it this way. Exactly. There's been a lot of clients, oh, I forgot we had a session today, but you know what? I can still do it. (laughs) Okay, great. And prior to all of this, we didn't have clearance through the insurance to be able to bill for having a session on the phone. So really, if we called people on the phone, we could have a brief chat about how they're doing, but we couldn't do a full session on the phone and be able to bill for that. So now it is a lot more convenient. And like I said, people do sometimes forget their appointments. It's easier to reschedule and it's easier to just kind of pick up when I call them. A lot of times they'll say, oh, yeah, okay, I can still do it, even though they might have forgotten. So it's been helpful in that way. It's just a lot more flexible, and I really do think they still are getting the same value out of it. So that's a great thing.
0: Now, because it's a telepodcast, I'm doing it completely in the nude. Do you do that for (laughs) telehealth? No, Brian. I have to say, (laughs) I can start doing it when you come back to the
1: studio. If you want to get a feel for the experience, because I get so chilly, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, I'd have to really jack that heat up. So,
0: but that is the other thing too. You don't have to be as presentable as you normally might feel like you have to be when you go into the office. That's another added bonus, I guess. The one thing for you is though, you have to keep constantly reminding people. I don't want you trying to multitask while you're on the phone with me.
1: Right. And I have had people at the beginning of the pandemic, I have had people who were in Walmart or they were trying to do some grilling or some cooking at the same time and I had to say, listen, first of all, not a good idea to be going out and about in the community because through HIPAA, I cannot protect what you're doing because if you're talking about your stuff out in public, that's not a good thing. So we really had to kind of rein all of that in. Yeah, Jeremy um, in Intimate
0: Apparels knows all of your business.
1: Yeah, we don't want to do that. No, no, no. So that's why I had to try to tell people this is not a casual conversation over the phone, this is still therapy. So bring it in your house, bring it to a room that no one else is around. That was the other thing too, there would be a lot of distractions because sometimes the kids or other people would be coming in and saying, Mom, I need this or I need that. So I would say, okay, so we did do some education around that and when we talk to people now who are getting on board with telehealth, we do go through that too and we say, okay, so pick a space that is comfortable for you, that you can have the most confidentiality and that you're going to have the least amount of interruptions and also educate the people around you as far as this is your time and your space. And I've had to reinforce that a few times with people because they're home and so they get involved in all the things that they want to do and they sometimes forget that they need to have that private space. So that's something along the way that we talk about. But for most people, they really do get that and they look forward to it and they're settled in by the time I call them.
0: Now for telehealth, if I call in and call Collect, do you pick up the copay?
1: Do you accept the charges? I'm looking for a loophole, Brian. (laughs) I want answers, Courtney. You want answers, and you're cheap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's my answer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: like, I don't want to pay extra for that. Hey, look, you've met my dad.
0: You know where that comes from. Yeah. All right. Well, that sucks. (laughs) Moving on. Now, we don't want to just do telehealth here because there is so much going on, so many layers to this article. Where do you want to steer the ship next?
1: So the other thing I wanted to talk to people about, and this is a side effect of therapy. There are so many great effects from therapy. You learn so much more about yourself. You can have better relationships. You can feel better and get more coping and just have a space to get validated and really supported and you can grow a lot from it too but one thing I do want to let people know because this is a real thing that when you start to shift and change and grow you are also shifting relationships around you so sometimes for instance if you're a people pleaser and you're always doing what everybody else wants you to do and even if you have family members or people your friends are saying hey you need therapy to work on this that or the other once you come into therapy you're deciding what it is that you work on and if you start to, for instance, get stronger in yourself and realize that you need better limits and boundaries and you need to start saying no to people about certain things, they may not like that, right? So that's something that in therapy we do have to work on because for all the great things that come out of it, this can be something that can be jarring for people to deal with, especially people pleasers, when they realize that some of the people around them may not like the fact that they're getting more insightful. They're learning more about themselves and maybe they want different things out of their relationships. And so ultimately, in the long game, it is a great thing. But in the short term, it can be a little upsetting. So I do like to address that with people, because that's something that we don't always think about. We always think that it's a good thing for the person, but it does shift things for the relationship. I don't know if that's ever happened with you, if you've had that experience.
0: In terms of me having changed and other people saying, what in God's name is going on? You're not you anymore? <laughs>
1: yeah, or you change certain things and then they don't like the effect in the relationship. I, I can honestly tell
0: you that the changes that I have made, the vast majority been for the better. And I think that mm. it has only enhanced relationships because what I'm doing is I'm cutting down on OCD. I'm not as anxious. I'm not as depressed pressed, I'm not right. as socially anxious, I'm being more social, whereas if I was in a relationship with somebody and their complaint was, you never go anywhere with me, suddenly I'm going with them, and then they got what they think they want, but suddenly when they spend more time with me, maybe that's the problem, they're like, you know what, <laughs> go back to being a recluse.
1: <laughs> no, but that's awesome, Brian, and that actually illustrates that you have healthy relationships that they kind of move and grow with you, and they do want the best for you. Sometimes in relationships, though, so we get a little selfish and we want people to stay the same in certain ways but we want them to change in other ways but in therapy things could change where it upsets the apple cart a little bit.
0: And on the flip side and I want to say in some cases not all but I have seen this with other people if you want Mm -hmm. to fix something about yourself that clearly needs to be fixed and you have that person in your life saying you don't need therapy it's a form sometimes of control and a form of Mm -hmm. somebody being afraid of being exposed for their bad behavior and subconsciously on some level they might Might recognize that. And I've also seen that with people who one wants to go to couples therapy and the other person doesn't. Usually the other person who doesn't want to go on some level, not always again, subconsciously, might be the problem. And they don't want to deal with it. When in reality, by dealing with it, you might be helping your own relationship. Now, once again, like you said, there are cases where it might pull the relationship apart. But if you remember on the same path without trying to fix it the relationship is probably going to fall apart anyway
1: right and therapy is work and so there are things that especially with couples counseling when you get in there and you start to realize there may be some unhealthy patterns going on and one person may be doing some unhealthy things and the other person in other ways too but like you said yeah it gets very tricky where sometimes people walk out I've had that happen in couples therapy where one person is just like I'm not listening to this anymore I'm leaving or they feel that something is being pointed at them, like they're doing something wrong, and so they get very defensive and get upset. It can be tricky to open up on that level, but if you're already having the problems, then yeah, a light does need to be shined on that. But it can be very painful for people, and there's a lot of old wounds that can come up from that too. But that is what the space is for. We are very compassionate and try to help people with going one step at a time and going slowly with it, but if especially with relationship and couple therapy, that can be a big challenge. But you do bring up a great point that one person might be ready for it and the other person might be feeling like, oh, listen, I don't want to be blamed for things. So that can be very tricky too. But I also, in that case too, I recommend that each person get their own therapist so that you have your own space to work on maybe some of your own issues before or during or together that you work on them together in couple therapy. But it's also helpful to have your own therapist. Look, for telehealth um, with this, how many
0: minutes do you think I have on my phone? I'm calling you. I'm calling the individual therapist. I mean, come on. I do want to say this, though, because, Courtney, we (laughs) always stress patience when it comes to therapy, and we did so recently. And since I've been in couples therapy, if you feel like you're getting beat up on in a session, don't worry. Mm -hmm. The other person is going to get their turn. And don't just think because you might have one session that's about you and how you're screwing up, or maybe where you can make some productive changes. Usually when something is broken, it's broken because both people are doing something wrong so just be okay with that and trust the process and also realize this because I've been in this situation and was with my divorce we went to couples therapy my intention was hoping to fix things my wife at the time I think was hoping to find a good way to end things and ultimately she got what she wanted and without Mm -hmm. that and it's what ultimately I needed and I needed to see not that we had a bad relationship, we've gone over this before, we just kind of grew apart. But I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal to be able to end it in a healthy manner, or at least an acceptable one for me, if not for the help of that therapist.
1: Oh, yeah. And we do that in therapy, too. People will come together and be like, and there will be maybe one person who wants to fix things and the other person wanting to move forward, but not knowing how to present that. Or both people saying, listen, we want to end this, but we need to figure out what we do for the kids or how do we sit them down and talk to them about how do we do this and so that can be also a very helpful thing during couples therapy to work on that to get people on the same page because like I said it's a hard process and I've had people in couples therapy who I referred out to individual therapy to deal with some of the issues that come up in couples therapy oh you're realizing this person's actually really depressed and maybe some of the things that they're doing the other person's getting annoyed with but maybe this person is dealing with some serious mental health issues and they need their own therapist so there's many times where we can also see okay there's some things you need to work on individually but yeah like you said sometimes it is to end the relationship or the marriage and figure out what's the best way to do that to honor both people so not always an easy process but it can be really helpful to have that other person to hold the space for you while you're trying to figure that out and give you support it's really important
0: And I do want to stress too, just because I went into a situation where she was ready to move on and I was hoping to fix things, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to go in the direction of the person who wants to end things, because if that person can have their eyes opened to something that either one or both of you are doing, that suddenly you say, oh my God, I see what the problem is now. I've identified it and now Mm. I can fix it. It's like they say with alcoholism in some ways at first you have to admit that you have a problem before you can do anything else and once you recognize right. what that problem is that's where the healing hopefully begins not always but sometimes
1: yeah and that also brings up a good point like from the article of one of the things in therapy if you are avoiding something that's probably the thing that needs your attention Right. and a lot of times we spend a lot of time and energy trying to pile stuff on top of the thing that we don't want to look at And so where does that come out a lot in relationships so there could be something that someone is just not wanting to see and is totally avoiding because they're so fearful. But you know what? The thing is, when you can really open up and having that third person, having a therapist there can be so helpful because it's like people hear us with different ears. Like even if we're saying the same thing that another partner said, we say it in a different way and they can hear us in a different way. And sometimes that can strike a chord and help you to really see the thing that you're burying that you need to look at. That brings up a whole nother perspective. And I think that can also be a really helpful thing. And I've had people having aha moments in therapy like, oh, my gosh, this goes back to my childhood or, oh, my gosh, I'm acting exactly the way that one of my parents did. And I never wanted to do that, but I can't believe I'm doing that. All of these things that you can have, all these aha moments where then finally... You can decide moving forward, and it's not your past or your old wounds deciding for you, and that's the beautiful thing about therapy, and also when we pick our relationships, we pick them for certain reasons, and sometimes things can get uncovered that we really can work toward and have better relationships if we're willing to look at that, and I know it's really hard and it's really painful, but yeah, we usually are avoiding the thing that needs the attention most.
0: Well, I think a good comp for this too, because I've struggled with my weight as well, as I can sit here and say, but I want to avoid kale, and I want to avoid the treadmill, (laughs) and I want to avoid portion control. Okay, so you want to avoid all of the things that are going to help to fix the problem. And that doesn't mean that you can never have a cheat day. Well, I mean, you can't have them in relationships if you're going to be literal about the whole thing. (laughs) Not that kind
1: of cheat day. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Honey, it was just a cheat day. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, yeah, you're exactly right. If you're just avoiding all of these things that are going to fix the problem, the problem is not going to get better on its own, as we Mm -hmm. always say the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You've got to be willing to shake things up a little bit. And if you're not, you're being yeah. closed-minded. And if you're being closed-minded, you're probably somebody who doesn't want to go to therapy. You need to open that mind to give yourself any chance of fixing what needs to be fixed.
1: Right. And being honest with yourself. In therapy, we say that in the client rights and responsibilities, to be as honest as you can. All right, you um, win. I'm, I'm
0: a fat ass and a horrible husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of honest be brutal honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times we don't even know because we lie to ourselves so much. We don't even know that we're lying. We're just telling the story over and over again that we think is true. George Costanza, um, so,
0: it's not a lie if you believe
1: it. If you believe it, exactly. And so a lot of this is our ego and stuff. We built up so many layers of things to protect ourselves that we don't even know what's a lie. Like, I'll talk to people and be like, is that true? Is that a true story that you keep telling yourself over and over again? I know you believe it to be true, but let's break it down. And in therapy, we can give people people... that space to really break it down and then they know okay this person's not judging me this person has the best intention for me and is holding a space for me so it's okay to be vulnerable out in the world we don't want to be vulnerable we want to be tough we want to have our layers on we don't want people to see the things that hurt us but in therapy that's the beautiful thing about the relationship is that we can hold that space and you can show those vulnerabilities and I am always feeling so very honored when people share with me things they'll say to me. I've never even said this or admitted this or spoken this out loud, but it can be so freeing for them to be able to go there. So the honesty, sometimes we have to sit with ourselves and say, am I being honest with myself and where I am right now? Is this really where I want to be? And am I believing old stories that are no longer serving me? So that's another piece too.
0: And when you're young, you want to believe that you have all the answers. And then as you evolve, ideally, you realize that life is a learning process and Mm. you never really learn everything, but sometimes we have the blinders on when it comes to ourselves. We can see it outwardly more, but we want to continue to think that we know everything as it pertains to who we are, because of course you want to believe that you're a good person. Of course you want to believe that you're not an idiot. Of course you want to believe that you are very sensitive and the perfect spouse, friend, kid, parent, whatever. But sometimes, well, really, in all cases, we don't know everything about anything.
1: I think when we were 16, we knew everything, right? I always think back to being a teenager. We thought we knew everything and our parents and everybody older than us was just dumb but as we get older we start to realize how much we don't know and how much there is to learn and we can look at that in a very fearful way or we can look at that in an exciting way It's like oh exploration and what more can I learn about myself opportunity yeah opportunity that's the other thing I encourage with my clients try something new do something different shake it up a little bit try some of those opportunities even if they don't work out it's going to teach you something that's going to help you to move forward a lot of fear of course it's that fear-based We don't want to step out of our comfort zone, but it's so important to do that. And I think for a lot of people going to therapy, getting a better understanding of their mental health and how that's affecting their world, that's out of their comfort zone. That's a scary thing. But I always want to say that therapists, we come in all different types of therapists and it is like dating sometimes. I know that was something in the article too. It's like dating. Sometimes you have to try out a few different ones and we won't be insulted if it doesn't work out because we understand that everybody's got to find the person that they have that connection with. But starting that journey and being with somebody who is really so accepting of where you are, that is such a powerful thing. And it's a great relationship to have. We're not here in your life to judge you. Yes, we do give feedback and we do give suggestions. It's a unique relationship. We're not like somebody saying, oh, this is what you need to do, and why aren't you doing more of that, judging your relationships and doing all of these things? Sometimes people in our family and our friends, their best intentions, but they have an interest, right, because they care about you, and they care about what their world is like, and you're in their world, so they're trying to influence you in certain ways. Just like I can't be a therapist for my stepkids. One of my stepkids said to me, hey, could you ever be my therapist? He goes, because I want to save on copays." And I said, no because I would be trying to influence you. That's among one of the reasons why you can't be a therapist to people that you're close to because you're affected by what they do. And so you're going to try to influence them. When you have someone who is objective in that way, that can be really powerful in helping you see things more clearly. And also, you know, that they're helping you to help yourself to decide what's best in your world. Say what I say to my
0: stepkid, which is this. I can barely be a parent to you. You want me to be your therapist? Therapist too? Please.
1: Give me a break. <laughs> oh, please. I'll never forget when he came to me. He's like, Yeah, so if I ever wanted to go to therapy, I could probably see you, right? Because you wouldn't charge me a copay. I go, What? Oh. First of all, I would charge you a copay. By the, the way, those are, are the magic
0: words to turn off a therapist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go, What? I go, I can't be your therapist. Is that how cheap you are? I said, You know I couldn't be your therapist because I'd be telling you what to do. So There's your first it's session, funny. cheap
0: ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, Courtney. Earlier I invoked the name of George Costanza, and I'm going to close in this way as we record, I want to say to you, Happy Festivus, because it is December 23rd. Oh, we- of us for the rest That's of That's right. I got a lot of things I got to say to you people. I also want to say in two days it will be Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you, your family, to everybody who listens, or whatever holiday you celebrate, because Lord knows we want to keep the trolls at bay. And 2022 <laughs> is coming. I know you are hopeful and you throw it out to the universe that you think things are going to get better. I warned Thank you about you. 2021. You didn't listen, so <laughs> we'll present both scenarios. <laughs> but um. we do... Just want to sincerely say to each other and to all of you that we hope it's going to be the best year ever. And we just want you to know how much we appreciate all of you to give us this opportunity to hopefully knock down some of those boundaries when it comes to perhaps a reluctance to do this or to maybe give you the tools to help somebody who needs it in that department.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And not only for one-on-one therapy, but there's tons of resources too for support groups and getting involved online with different therapy too so there's a lot of opportunity for that but I think as we go as you know I'm going to be very hopeful for 2022 but I know there's a lot of stuff going on and people are stressed so I really just want to say the help is out there if you ever need resources you can contact me wellness at wctk.com we have resources up on our website catcountry.com on the wellness 411 page but yeah we're all in this craziness together COVID craziness as I call it right now (laughs) if you're finding that you're struggling with things, definitely reach out and we can get you connected with help. Courtney's
0: going to be hopeful for 2022. I'll just be biding my time the entire year to say I told you so at the end of that year as well. <laughs> and normally what I would do here is I would say, here's where you can find us on socials. Here's where you can do this. Here's where you can do that. But this time I'm going to say this. It's that time of year. Get off of the phone. Get off of the device. Spend some quality time with your family and work mm-hmm. on self-care. For you. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll pick up right where we left off. In the meantime, all the best for the holiday season and a very happy new year. Thank you for coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. Thank you, everyone, and happy holidays. I want to talk about me. <laughs> oh, me.